This creature from the dirt defied the everlasting holy God. Scripture is holy. It is sanctified, set apart from any and all other writings that we have ever had and will ever exist. Self-esteem, that is a satanic idea. You're not as important as you think you are. If you have no desire to know who God is, then can you even be sure that he knows you? The gates of hell itself, or the coronavirus itself, will not stand against Jesus building his church. This is what's wrong with the Christian church today. We don't know who God is. Give us a man who knows the truth. One man, Jew and Gentile, bond and free. One, there is no race in Christ Jesus. Oh, how a man needs to fear God that that man might cling to his word. Give us some preachers who aren't tripping over their skirt to get into the pulpit. What's wrong with you people? This is Matter of Theology, the place where theology matters because everything is a matter of theology. I'm Drew, your host, and I'm here with Chris. We are a podcast production that seeks to approach church and cultural issues from a biblical standpoint. We are on Patreon, so if you would like to partner with us, head on over to patreon.com slash matteroftheology and become a subscriber. We are posting uh, new content almost weekly just for the Patreon subscribers. And it's going to, yeah, we're bringing back the Between the Matters just for for Patreon subscribers. but uh, we are on the Christian podcast community. If you would like more Christian podcasts, uh, go check out strivingforeternity.org. Also, we are going to be at the Cruciform Conference. We hope that you will be as well. The conference is October 23rd and 24th in Indianapolis, Indiana. There's going to be a pre-conference yeah. on the 22nd where we are going to be doing a live recording. Of right. an and I'll tell you right now, we are going to be talking about abortion which is something we actually have not covered on this show we've talked about it a few times but uh we, yeah, we have ca- not yeah. we have not done it yet but it's it, it is something that uh, is uh we are very uh, as you can imagine because well we're passionate about a lot of things very very passionate um about this topic so that's right that's why we haven't done it yet yep that's right so uh grab your tickets at cruciformministries.org speakers yeah. for the conference include but are not limited to justin peters anthony Mathenia, gabe hughes jeffrey johnson guy by the name of chris huff uh brandon scalf uh and many many more michelle leslie is going to be there he's doing uh, a breakout for women yep doing yep. a breakout for women that's right um so grab your tickets today but on today's episode uh usually we cover like church issues cultural issues right usually we do that but today we're actually going to take a break from that and we're going to dive into something a little more fun uh we are going to be talking about writing now you might be like well why are you talking about writing well one is because i like to write stuff and if you're a preacher, you should like to write stuff too, That's because right. uh, manuscripting your sermons helps you, your thoughts stay linear. It helps you stay focused and uh, helps you not get into circular speaking, going off into tangents. Um, 
mm. manuscripting is is very helpful, but uh, but that's just that's just one place where writing is beneficial. Uh, it's also very beneficial in other areas. Uh, maybe you want to start a blog. Uh, maybe you want to just journal. Uh, all right. those things are very helpful. Uh, maybe 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 you even want to get into writing a book. Uh, you need to know how to do some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, so to talk about writing, what we're going to do is I brought in, uh, a friend of ours, Dave Jenkins. Uh, Dave, welcome to the show. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. I'm hoping that this microphone of mine works for once. <laughs> yeah. We're having a few issues with my microphone and, uh, it looks like it's uh, going to work. So, uh, I appreciate you having me on again. Uh, it was, uh, I had fun the first time, so I'm looking forward to this again. Thanks. Yeah. Guys. Yeah, no problem, man. And if uh, if you want to know what show Dave was on before, we were talking about biblical wisdom. So go back to our archives and check out the episode on biblical wisdom. We think that it will bless you tremendously. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Dave, tell us a little bit about what you do, um, you, you know, as far as writing is concerned. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I, I started writing um, as a junior in high school. I started writing a devotional for you know, the, the guys and the gals in high school. Um, I was a high school student, obviously. And so I just wanted to write to help them grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus. I was a high school youth leader and um, was involved in young life and a lot of different things. Uh, from there, that just kind of blew up. Uh, people started sharing it or whatever. Not that it was good writing, because it really, really wasn't a good writing at all. Um, but that kind of evolved into Servants of Grace, starting Servants of Grace in 19. I'm 39 now. I recently celebrated uh, 20 years of doing wow. this. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, praise the Lord. Uh, from there, I just started writing at Servants of Grace for about a decade. Um, I, I Then I about 2009, 2010, I, I started writing reviews, and um, I, I started writing for the Council on Biblical Manhood and Womanhood. Um, now I write at Modern Reformation, Core Christianity, Reformation 21, Christianity.com, Crosswalk.com, and and, I, and those are uh, really, uh, it's a privilege to write there. In addition, I, I serve as the executive director of Servants of Grace Ministries and the executive editor of our magazine, Theology for Life. Wow, that's awesome. So you stay busy all the time, writing, reading, editing. <laughs> yeah. Well, reading, I don't, I don't really read as much as many people think, so. Okay. Uh, I, that might surprise a lot of people. People would think, well, you read a lot, right? No, not, not as much as people like you just read and you read and you read. Uh, you know, I don't do that much actual reading. I mean, mm. I read email, and, but I don't really, I read a lot on like the weekend or something, maybe at night. And depending on, depending on what's happening, you know, how busy I am, you know, there's seasons where I read more and less. And, you know, gotcha. I, I'm sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. So as we move into writing, uh, the Christian and writing now, what role does writing have within the Christian life? I mean, we have a, we have a, a, a Bible, right? 66 books that contains words and sentences <laughs> and paragraphs. And we believe, you know, very simply that the Bible is reliable, sufficient, trustworthy, if you want to use the fancy theological words, which I know you guys love. You know, we believe in verbal plenary inspiration, inerrancy, um, and infallibility, you know, um, and we believe that it's reliable and trustworthy without error and all of those things. 
you know, another fancy word is the dual authorship of scripture. You know, a lot of people, you know, I think are some people I've met in my ministry are, are uncomfortable with that idea. But I mean, we're not saying we're not being goofy about it. We're just saying the Lord used human authors. They use pers human personalities and gifts right. and their education. Um, for example, like uh, Hebrew scholars think that Isaiah had the most sophisticated Hebrew uh, in the in the Greek. Uh, Luke and Paul were probably the most educated. Paul being even more educated, most likely than than yeah. uh, Luke, and so on and so forth. So obviously, the point is is that God used human authors uh, by the Spirit to write down the words in Scripture. You know, so we believe that. You know, what's interesting after that is almost right after the close of that of the scripture, the canon, you know, after Revelation, depending on, you know, when you think all that happened or whatever, uh, we're not going to get into that, but very, you know, uh, we're not uh, men like Justin Martyr. They, they tried to understand biblical truth. And so they sought to write biblical truth to people to help them to reach them, to explain, to make a, you know, uh, give an answer for the reason for the hope that they have. Um, you know, we can see the writing in the history of the church, Athanasius, Augustine, Anselm of Canterbury, Martin Luther, the reformer, John Calvin, uh, fast forward, you know, way fast forward, R.C. Sproul, John Piper, John MacArthur today. So writing has played a significant place in the explanation and defense of the faith throughout mm -hmm. the centuries. So, so we see the role that writing plays in the Christian life, uh, mainly because scripture was written. Uh, but now what role does reading play in the Christian life? Because if, if you're going to write, well, you're assuming someone's going to read it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I love second Timothy four to four thirteen. It says, when you come bring the cloak that I left with, uh, that I left with Carpus at trust and also the books and above all the parchments. So at the end of his life, Paul wants something to keep him warm and he wants books, which are, you know, things that he would have read. We don't know what that is, but he wanted the parchments. He wanted scripture. He wanted the word of God. Yeah. Um, Charles, Charles Spurgeon said, visit many good books, but live in the Bible. Uh, J.C. Ryle, this kind of touches on the reading and the writing aspect. He said, do nothing that you would not like God to see. Say nothing that you would not like God to hear. Write nothing that you would not like God to read. Go no place where you would not like God to find you. Uh, read no book of which you would uh, not like God to say, show it to me. Never spend your time in such a way that you would not uh, like God to have to say, what are you doing? Mm. You know, reading, reading has played. I started reading um, as a teenager. Probably I try to always place this when I first really had a strong urge to uh, study theology. And, and I, the, the best timing that I have is somewhere around ninth grade. Um, when I really started, so I'm like 14 or 15 years old, and I just devoured it. I mean, literally, I came back from a junior high or high school camp, and I just wanted to read every book that I could. And I went about uh, the church that I was at, at the time. They just had so many books, and I was like, you know, I had I had no idea, you know, I'm just wanting to dive in. I don't have any kind of like discernment at this point, like what's good, what's bad, you know, I'm just like reading everything I can because I just wanted to get into it. Mm -hmm. um, and so this just played a huge part in my life, just reading books. And I ended up reading, thankfully I did have good books. They did have good, there was a good Bible church at the time. 
And so, you know, I was reading MacArthur and Sproul and all these guys, and I had no idea who the heck they were. Um, but, you know, I just read and I read and I read. And even on one mission trip, I read the whole New Testament. It was like a week long thing. And I just read the whole New Testament in a week. I just wanted to, I just knew, I just had this overwhelming passion. I would take huge stacks of books home, probably 15, 20 at a time and just read them. Um, you know, that, that just helped me to grow. It, reading, reading scripture first, you know, it helps you to grow. It helps you to understand the character of God, all the Bible teaches, all those, all those things that you guys do a good job talking about, you know, about having the right doctrine. Uh, reading good Christian books um, that are full of sound doctrine is absolutely vital. It helps you. It helps you to grow not only in your understanding of theology, but it, but it also it helps you to communicate that truth. Um, so, you know, that was big for me because, you know, in, in high school, youth group, we, for Sunday school, high school, so that would have been high school, adult, uh, high school Sunday school that we had, we were actually going through and studying systematic theology as well. So, I mean, but I didn't even know, like, I, I didn't have... I knew the answers, but I wasn't able to communicate it. Mm. It wasn't until later that I was really able to, I felt like to be able to communicate. So I knew the answers. I grew up in the church. I was saved at a very young age, but called the ministry, but mm. I had a heart. I had to wrestle with it, you know, not from a place of uh, when people think, Oh, well, you wrestle with it. So you're not believing the truth. No, there's a difference. There's you wrestle with it because you believe it. You know, you, right. you need to think about what you believe and why, you, why it matters to you. And, and so that you can explain it. And, and we're always getting better at that, right? Yeah. And so reading, reading, good, reading scripture, reading good books, it helps us to do that. Now, reading, uh, I'll let you jump in there, uh, Chris, in a second, but uh, uh, reading can help our writing, right? I mean, <clears throat> you and I have talked about uh, one of my favorite books, which is by Doug Wilson called Wordsmithy. And it's about people who want to be writers. But in there, he talks about people who want to write they need to be avid readers and not just of one genre, but of all, all different types of genres so that you can kind of get a grasp and feel of, of different genres so that when you write, it's not just kind of the same boring thing over and over and over again. There's some flavor to it and there's kind of some texture to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and you look at, I, you think about what writing does for us and, and how, you know, we have the, the great works of, 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 of heroes of the faith. I mean, I know, you know, something Drew and I talk about often is church history and the, the, the need and importance of studying church history. And so when you look at uh, the, the giants of, of the faith, uh, where we come from, right? Um, you, look at, uh, you look at the Puritans and the Reformers and Edwards and Calvin and Luther and, uh, uh, you know, Tyndale and uh, so on and so forth. Um, we have their works, uh, you know, I, I'm so grateful for, for organizations like Banner of Truth and Founders and uh, Reformation Heritage Books, you know, for, for, for posting and, and publishing and republishing, uh, updating translations of, uh, of, of, of guys like Herman Bovink, you know, who, uh, I mean, we wouldn't know. Uh, everything that, that the Lord was doing in their day and the truths that the Lord revealed to them through their word, uh, through his word, excuse me, that they were able to put in writing, we are able to refer back to and learn from. And so it gives us encouragement. It helps us persevere. It helps us press on. Um, but then you, you, you think about the, the, the act of writing. Um, 
and what we write or may or may not write today, Lord willing, will will outpace and outlive us. Um, uh, and 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 how will that and how could that again by God's grace, not not anything that, that we do uh, in our own power, but how could that encourage the next generation, assuming the Lord doesn't return first? And so, you know, so so you've got that, but then you've also, man, you've also got got to understand that we as believers are called to love the Lord our God with all of our all of our heart, soul, mind and strength. And, um, and, and, and one of the best ways to engage the mind, just even from a physiological standpoint is to read. It's a, it's a window into your, your, your heart, into your soul. Um, and so, yes, I, I, and Dave, you, you quoted uh, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, you know, uh, visit many good books, but live in the Bible. Um, you know, I think about guys like Dr. MacArthur, like Dr. R.C. Sproul, um, you know, who were, you know, R.C. Sproul majored in philosophy, was a big time thinker, was a big time writer. Um, uh, one of the things that Dr. MacArthur did that a lot of people don't know about is he minored in English. And so that he, he, he was better equipped uh, to be a wordsmith and to be a craftsman, as the scriptures state, in how he's able to communicate the truths of God's word. And, and so I, I think there's, there's, there's a challenge for us as believers. Number one, yes, read, read, you know, don't care about what you put before your eyes. Um, uh, don't, don't just take any downtime that you had. And I was talking to our friend Brad Weber yesterday about this. Don't, don't just take any downtime that you have and, and fill it with Netflix. Well, I hope not Netflix, especially now. Um, but, but Hulu and, and, and TV and entertainment, I mean, it's okay to, to have some downtime and to consume some content that just helps you kind of unplug a little bit and let your brain rest. I get that. But, but you know, it's, it's, we have one chance at living this life for the glory of God. And the best way to do that is to learn as much as you can about who he is and how we are supposed to operate in today's world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and one thing I've found uh, with writing is that <clears throat> Chris, and I think, I, I think you mentioned this earlier is about, you know, um, probably before, before we got on the show was about, uh, you know, thoughts in your head, right. Getting your thoughts down. Right. Because sometimes you have these thoughts that you don't want to lose them. So you want to get them down. But a lot of times putting them on paper helps us actually get things kind of in order. It helps us place them in a, in a working functioning order so that they actually make sense. Right. Because there's a lot of times I'll want to say something and it'll come out all jumbled. Right. Like, like that happened in the part where I edited it out <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't make a whole lot of sense, but that's because I didn't have it worked out on paper so I could see it beforehand. So there, there, there there's huge benefit to actually writing things down on paper so that you can see it and well, then the more we order things that order things. Yeah, the more we do this, the more we podcast. I mean, you, you know, now, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm manuscripting some, a lot of what we talk about, I'm, I'm not on this episode and there are some that, that I don't, but uh, I'm really starting to, to, to carve out the time to get my thoughts out. I mean, I was, I was, I was getting out of the shower quickly the other day and grabbed my phone and got the notes app open and hit record on my voice uh, dictation so that I could get my thoughts out. Cause something hit me. I'm like, I want to remember to say that. Um, and, and, and just like you said, man, being able to structure your thoughts and, and have, have that linear order. And I love the way you put that so that you're not talking in circles, so on and so forth. So, yeah. You know, this brings up a really good thing about writing, um, that a lot of people, they, they, they might think about it. Right. So we, we might, you, I like the, what you're saying, but that also applies to 
to writing. Um, something that I do when I'm writing as I'm just thinking about before I write the article or whatever, most often, like not when I'm answering a question so much, because that's just like, you know, you're putting your answer there. Right. But you're, you're, um, I'm just thinking like, what's the most helpful way to put this together? Like, especially like writing the editorial for our magazine, it's maybe 500 words or 600 words, which isn't very much for me to, to put together, but it needs to be, it needs to be introduced to the topic. It needs to be interesting. It needs to be engaging. It needs to be well, well done. Same with an article that I'm writing up for a magazine. Um, until that I, one idea or one thought clicks in my head, I'm not going to write the article because I want it, I need to, it needs to work itself out in my, it needs to work itself out of my head and my heart. And then it's a lot easier to, to write. Same with, for me with books, uh, when I'm writing a book, the same kind of thing is, is, uh, happening for right. me. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, for our listeners, I'm, I'm about to start working on an article for Dave. Uh, I'm not going to tell you, tell, tell you listeners yet what it is, but, uh, but, but it's a lot of what you're saying, right? I'm, I'm not just jumping in and get, getting everything down so that it, and then giving it to you, just something to post, right? I'm, I'm, I'm slowing down. I'm taking my time. I'm working piece by piece. So, so that what, what you just said, it can work through my head. It can work through my heart and I can meditate on it and I can make sure that if it's, if it's a theological concept, right, that I'm, I'm really hitting every angle that I can in order to to present the fullness of it um, so that it makes sense and that so people get a grasp of it. And it's not just it's not two dimensional. It's actually coming to life and people can grasp and lay hold of what I'm actually trying to say. Here's um, I didn't know if Chris had something. No, brother, go for it, man. Okay, I just want to be sure, Um, you know, that that this raises like another big thing that, you know, I think a lot of Christian writers struggle with is just dumping words out there. And we call that word vomit. Editors call that word. <laughs> right. uh, you're not commit word vomit. Okay. You're <laughs> thank you. And uh, you know, everybody, lo- every editor will love you for that. You know, it's, it's okay. If you're, I want to, I want to walk that back just a little bit and say, it's okay. If you're beginning to write and you're learning and, you know, get those words down, you know, writing begins with one word and then a sentence and then a paragraph and then multiple paragraphs begin writing you know you don't have to have a set word limit just Mm. share what you're learning share what scripture's teaching you but it should have a point right yeah it should have a goal like what a sermon has a goal right right you want to exposit the text and help people what people often miss what i've had to learn myself i will be very frank with you isn't just okay i know the answers i know what to say it's all good in the hood you know so to speak and but it's got to serve readers. That truth has to reach the heart of a reader. And it's not just if if you just preach a sermon and you just preach all the right words, right? Okay, can God use that? Absolutely. Uh, can if you do the same with an art, can God use it? What's most effective? What's what's the best use of our time? You know, it's it's doing what you were just talking about, Drew. But it's also having the goal, like what's the goal for this article? What, mm-hmm. not just the truth that you want to speak, but the tone, the way it's, the way it comes across, the way, the way it's communicated, um, that, that people pick up on these right. types of things. And especially, especially, that's especially true in writing. 
um, even more so than, you know, when you're on video, obviously, or audio, or you're having a face-to-face -face conversation, it's a little bit easier to, to pick up on these things. And writing, you know, there there is just really what you say. You know, people aren't going to pick right. up on all the little nuances of everything that you thought you meant or anything yeah. like that. Um, so you have to have a clear goal, clear purpose, and communicate that clear purpose and goal and that truth in a way that ministers to people. That's what I'm saying. We need to yeah. not only communicate that truth soundly from the Bible, but also we need to say it. We, we need to write, uh, we, well, we could say beautifully um, in a beautiful way that, you know, honors God. God calls us to do everything in an excellent manner, all for his glory. You know, mm -hmm. that's right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you think about, I mean, to, to you guys' point, I mean, the whole thing with preaching is, uh, you know, how many times have we heard Dr. Stephen Lawson say, you know, have one point sermons, you know, and it's, it's, it's the same kind of concept with writing. It's what is your point? You may have different uh, homiletical and, and preaching, different homiletical uh, outline and, and, and points and uh, alliteration, so on and so forth, to be able to drive that one point home. But the same goes for your writing is, is what is the point of mm -hmm. this? What, what is, you know, if you're writing a book, what's the point of the book? And then how does each chapter contribute to the, the overarching point of that book? If it's a blog article, what's, what's the point of the article? And, and again, you're, you're, you're leading people on a journey. A leads to B, B leads to C, C leads to D, so on and so forth. And mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, you want it to be systematic in that way. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, I think, it, you know, Dave, and you're, you're talking about that. I think you actually answered one of our next questions, which was, where should I begin writing? Uh, and I, I love the way you laid that out beautifully, right? It starts with a word into a sentence, into a paragraph. Yeah, and, you know, it's because people don't think that way. That they don't think to break it down in that, in that manner. And, you know, before I got into went to college for, for Bible and theology. Uh, my major originally was graphic design. Um, I grew up doing art and stuff. And so, uh, I, I always loved just putting pencil to paper and, and drawing. Um, and one of the things that you have to do is even, even doing graphic design is you have to take, you know, basic art classes. Uh, so drawing, uh, but they'll always give you some kind of picture that you've got to draw as like a warm up or something. And part of the problem is people look at like a portrait and they see a portrait. They see, well, I've got to draw a face, right? They're not actually zooming in and seeing the lines and the basic shapes that actually make up the face. So that's why if you go into a lot of actual uh, art books and, and, and how to draw things, everything starts with basic shapes and then you work out from the shape. Same with writing. People look at books and they go, man, I can never write a book. That's a lot. But it starts with, one word, one sentence, one paragraph that turns into one page that turns into one chapter. And then before you know it, you, you, you've got a portrait that you've written, right? So I love the way you, uh, you, you laid that out. But now say someone has begun writing and they want to improve their writing. Uh, how, would, how do they improve their writing? And what are possibly some good uh, beginner exercises uh, for writing? Yeah, uh, I want to tell you a story. I'll start with a story here um, that people that my wife loves when I tell this because it makes me look bad. <laughs> uh, so, you know, she would have me when we around the time when I was starting to write 
you know, this is probably 2009. Um, I wasn't very good still. And I, she made me print it out, print out double space, triple space. And she would edit all of my papers and all of everything by hand. It took her a horribly long time. I wish she would have just sent it to me in, you know, Microsoft Word with all whatever she wanted to, (laughs) destroying it, uh, which she does still, which is like, oh my goodness, we'll talk about that in a minute. But, you know, I actually, the first time she did it, I cried. I cried because I thought I'm a good writer, you know? How dare you? How dare you do that to my writing? (laughs) Yeah. And I was so upset, but I slowed, I had to slow down. You know, she had spent an awful long time going over that. And, you know, I'm sure that it wasn't very good. It really probably wasn't. And it needed to go over. The thing is, is that had to be gone over again and again and, and several other times. And so that was just like part of the learning, you know, um, of writing and even working with an editor, which we'll get to here in a minute. Um, you know, asking for feedback from people that care about you is, it's good, right? You know, mm-hmm. you want to ask for feedback from your pastor on, you know, from your elders or close friends about your sermon. The same is true with writing, you know, it's, it's hard. I think it's a little harder with the writing, um, because it takes longer, right? Mm-hmm. So you're more like, you might be a little bit more prone to be defensive, um, I'll talk about that here in just a minute. I won't really go into that just yet, but I just really want to just stretch stress here. Ask from feet friends, mm-hmm. ask for feedback from friends who are further down the road than you, mm-hmm. and then be open to that. Listen to what they have to say. Um, keep writing, you know, mm-hmm. keep writing, you know, that that's, I, I won't, I don't want to get too much into what an editor does or doesn't, but a good editor, you'll know if, if they're good because they'll help you, right? You know, when, when, when somebody's hurting, right, you want to walk alongside them. You want to minister to them. A good writer will do the same thing. They'll just come alongside of you and, and help you. They'll ask, hey, um, I'm not sure what you meant about this sentence. It wasn't clear. Um, you know, um, when, when I write for Modern Reformation or, or some other place, uh, you know, and I, and I get paid for that article. They're, they're expecting it to be as perfect as can be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't encourage beginning writers to go write for the gospel coalition or modern reformation or any of those other places, because um, you're going to, f- and I want to be always be careful. I always want to be uh, compassionate and say, uh, when I say this, because I know that everybody wants to write for a larger place. But it's okay to realize also that you're not ready for that. Yeah. Um, and, and it's good to realize that because it takes a long time to be ready for that. Um, it's taken, I only really feel ready. Uh, I've only felt ready in the last couple of years. You know, um, when I even started writing to get paid, I had to send one of my, one of the editors was like, hey, you should send this to your friend, so-and-so. I'm not going to name that person's name. Uh, to go over for you, you know, even though I'd have my wife gone over it, you know, because they don't have a problem, you know, and we'd like you to write, you have good stuff to say, but we need you to improve how you say it, you know, and so being open to that kind of feedback and, you know, at Service of Grace, we have, we take a bit of a different approach than most places. We take the, the person that really can't write well at all and we'll walk with them, we'll help them 
Um, you know, sometimes it's hard for me because I've had articles that are like, I'm editing four, four, there's four or 500 edits to that, you know, thousand page article. And, um, you know, that's, that's tough to hear, but I, I email them, but, okay, so you have really good things to say. Um, we just need to work together. I, I, I will always try to put in there. Um, I like this sentence, especially if I've destroyed it and a lot of it um, and rewritten it. A lot of places, they won't do that. Um, and I'm not going to name those places, but it has nothing to do with whether they do or don't. It just, I, I want to help writers. We want to help them to grow and, and to learn. And, and that's, you know, a lot of writing is a lot of what the Christian life is about, right? We'll, mm -hmm. we'll talk about that here in a minute, um, humility and teachability, but yeah. Well, let's get into, uh, yeah, before we get into there, let's, let's get into to editing. So how do, how do I work with an editor? Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, and, and that can actually get into some of the, uh, humility and teachability as well. So you like, you can take one right into the other. Yeah, absolutely. Well, realize as a writer, writing is a writing is a community project right mm -hmm. it's the writer writes and then they send it to a friend to look over right you you send in a paper right drew you you're in a master at liberty and you know you get graded you, you sometimes you'll get the paper back with edits right yeah did you get that oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> yeah so, so i bet you know and and just realizing that that is you know, uh, part of the process, right? It's writing, one person writes and the other person comes along and they sharpen those words. They make them better. And just realizing that is so important because it's a project. Like I write articles all the time. I write articles, there's a difference between writing a blog article and writing an article for a magazine versus writing a book. Um, a blog article is probably a thousand to 1500 words. Uh, a magazine article would be 1,500 to four or 5,000 words. Um, and, you know, so you have more words to say, but are those words like as sharp and as condensed as they can be? And writing a book, what's interesting is, is it's all, it's, it's the same, but depending on if you're writing it for an academic book versus a, you know, a lay book, a popular level book, you know, you want to keep the chapter to three or 4,000 words or 5,000 words so you're not overwhelming your, writer or your reader so it's all about this writing and editing are all about readers they're all about serving them with biblical truth so when when a writer is working with an editor you know you just need to realize that's a person they're there to help you um and they're not there to fight with you they're not going to fight with you i'm not going to fight with any writer at servants of race so if you're listening to that um true True story. I am not going to fight with you. And I don't have to fight with the people that write for me because they want to write for me because I care about them and, you know, they care about me and that we have this relationship um, in Christ together and just recognizing one, in, one another in Christ helps solve the defensiveness, uh, you know, and, and just being a caring editor. It's like being a caring friend, right? The same idea applies. And so I, I just want to communicate love and care that I'm, I'm not there to, I'm not there to take my red pen and, um, you know, uh, 
destroy the article. I, I mean, that might happen. All right. I, I think Drew, you've, you've experienced that a few times. I, I, you know, but I always try to talk to you. I always message you. I'm like, Hey, we got to work with this, right? Yeah. We work on this, you know? I'm so sorry. Brother. It's all good. You know, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, uh, <clears throat> because <laughs> I would, I would write something and I go, man, this is, this is good. I'm going to, I'm going to send it over to Dave. And then he's like, man, you got, you're off to a good start here. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I get it back and it's just like, they're, they're, comment, 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 all over the place. One of them, one of them was actually a paper that I wrote for school. And it was one of the, 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 the less uh, commented ones just cause I had already submitted it, you know, to a, to a professor and it had already been graded and stuff, but I was like, let's see if we can get it published. And, uh, so, so it was one of the less commented ones, but still, you know, changes, there are changes that need to be made to it. So, but it, yeah, I, I've had you send stuff back to me that goes, now nah, you need to fix this. <laughs> well, and I think that there's, there's trust there. Um, you know, thinking, uh, think about writing from a, from a different standpoint, you know, so instead of articles, instead of blogs, instead of books and, you know, I think about the songwriting that I've done as a as a, a, a worship leader and uh, somebody who's done that and, and written with with multiple people and been around. Uh, you know, some of some of the big name writers um, that that we that we see in in, in contemporary Christianity today. Back in back in the day, uh, uh, some years back, I had you know the opportunity of being around when they were writing some songs or working on some songs, and so. Uh, it's the same kind of concept when you take a song that you've written to someone, you know, what you've written is almost a piece of you. I mean, it's, it's, you, you've poured out your heart, you've, you've, you've exercised your mind and, 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 and here you are and you're thinking, and Drew, to your point, I know you guys are kind of jesting and, and kidding with each other, which is good. Um, uh, but it's good that you can give each other that fearless feedback and that, that you can trust that feedback from Dave, because number one, you know, he's a brother in Christ. And so you trust that. And there's safety there because, you know, ultimately he just wants a, a couple of different things. Number one, he wants you to be a better writer. Mm -hmm. He wants you to be able to express your thoughts um, better, uh, uh, you know, in, in, a, in a wider way. Um, but then he also wants you to be grammatically correct. And, mm -hmm. and, and again, as somebody who is married to a writer and uh, whose sister-in-law is an editor, um, I, like I, I understand that, uh, that, that, that mentality because there are times that I will post something on social media or I'll put something down and I'll send it to my wife and be like, hey, will you look over this? And she's just like, kind of the same thing. She's like, mm, you're almost there. Or, you know, you're off to a good start. Or, mm, I don't think I'd say it like this or maybe word it this way better. So there's trust there. And it's, it's kind of like when you co-write with someone when you're songwriting um, as well, that there's trust there. And you realize that what you're working on um, isn't, a, as a believer, if you're going to write for other believers, it's not for your glory. Right. It's for the Lord's glory and the edification of those who would read, uh, who, who would put that work in front of you. And so... So I, I, yeah, I would say trust, trust the editing, especially when it's coming from someone, you know, who loves you, uh, and ultimately wants what's best for the Lord's glory and ultimately for your yeah. own joy and sanctification. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to embarrass myself. You know, I, I said, I write for all these places, right? So when my wife sends me something back, it has a ton of edits. I mean, we're talking Drew several hundred edits, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think I write really well, you know, that's what people say. I, I think that I'm, you know, pretty far along in the process and, you know, I've, I've improved and man, every time, every time she sends it back has most of the time 
you know, several hundred edits or, you know, she was the, one of the, my wife was the editor at NASA for a number of years. Wow. Technical documents. Now she's works still for NASA doing other different things. And she serves as the managing editor for our magazine. So she edits my book project and just getting those back, getting back to articles for, you know, theology for life or, or a book. I'm like, you know, I just want you to know, like when I get an article back and I ask for the edits back so that I can learn and grow, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm wanting to be very intentional and, and continuing to grow and, and pursuing humility and, you know, not to be like, Hey, I don't agree with this. I might not agree with the edits. And that's, that's a, that's a okay thing too. But um, sometimes I'll ask for the edits back. If I, if it's, it's a particularly hard subject or something like that, um, you know, where I, I want to make sure that it's communicated in a very um, concise, but truthful way. Because like when I answer a question uh, for Christianity.com, I only get 1500 words. Um, and some of these questions you could write, you could write 50,000 words on somebody's to answer these questions. But the thing is, is that, you know, um, she's a great resource for me. Like you were talking about, Chris, um, I, I'll even send some of my social media updates. I'm like, Hey, should I post this now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or is this okay? You know, no, <laughs> um, I, I, I completely changed the way I post on social media because of my wife and it is for the better. Uh, because man, she would see things that I'd post and she'd be like, you need to send that to me first, or I wouldn't do that. Or you need to stop posting like, you know, and it's completely changed the way I, I operate with social media. So it's awesome. It's very awesome. I'm very thankful. And that, yeah, that is not complaining. That is going, thank you. Thank you, Lord for, uh, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord, for a woman who cares enough about me to be able to say, don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that that's, I would say is necessary in approaching writing and using an editor with humility and teachability is uh, if we're not teachable, we're going to be useless because then all we're displaying is our pride and we're just strutting our peacock feathers around. Right. Uh, Say, saying, saying, well, you know, who are you? Look at me. And the, the only problem is, is we're nobodies. Right. And, uh, so, so we need to be able to be teachable mainly because I, I know, I probably know more than, than anyone in Cartersville about, which is a city I live in about baseball, uh, because I grew up playing baseball. My dad was an umpire for a long time, well-respected by a lot of people. Um, I've went to some of the best baseball schools like baseball world with Tom Amansky and, uh, back to back to back AAU national championship team. You know, you've probably heard the, the commercials and stuff like that. But, uh, so, so I know a lot about baseball, but I can't, because I know that I can't come into writing and say, I'm going to be able to just write. Well, no, cause I know nothing about writing. You know, I, I don't know how to structure things. So I need to, what's best for me to do is humble my, put stuff on paper, humble myself and give it to somebody else and be willing to make the necessary changes that, 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 that need to be made because someone else has been doing it a lot longer and they know a whole lot more than I do. Now they want to step on the baseball field. Hey, you know, then I'll be able to get instruction, but definitely teaching grammar in a classroom and teaching sentence structure and things like that is not in my wheelhouse. I have to, I have to defer that to somebody else. Um, so being teachable, 
uh, in all things, you know, not even just writing, but being teachable in all things uh, is necessary. Even, you know, when it, when it pertains to being a husband and a father, I've got to learn from somebody else because I don't know how to do it. You know? Um, and I think one of the, one of the biggest mistakes we make, uh, or, or at least that I know I make in, in my writing sometimes, um, is that when I write something, I automatically assume that the other person reading understands the context in which I'm writing from mm -hmm. and they don't. And there have been so many times where I've had to go, Oh, well, there's an underlying context here. And then they're like, Oh, well that now it makes sense. When you put it that way. Well, context and then tone as well. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you hear it all the time, right? The tone police and, and, and everything. I mean, so it's, it's so it can't, well, people always say it's so hard to convey tone in the typed word. And, and I would say not, not really. It's, it's really not difficult that you can do it. It's just a matter of, of taking the time to learn how to, uh, yeah. or to respond to that, that fearless feedback, that constructive criticism and go, yeah, yeah, I, I need to be learning here. I always need to be, you know, simple, re simple reformanda, even in, even in writing. <laughs> now I will say, cause you say it's, it's not hard to, to convey the tone that you mean. Um, and I would agree. Um, but I would say from a reader standpoint, a lot of readers, when they read, they import the tone that they want to read it with sometimes. So, so they, don't, oh yeah, yeah, so they yeah. ignore the tone, your tone completely knowing that it's there and they bring the tone they want to bring. it. Um, I know I I've always try, that. I always try my best to, to, to structure things in a way that, that someone can't do that. Yeah. Like the, it, it's just, I will go above and beyond. Yeah. And, and I mean, it doesn't always work, but I try. I try. Yeah, I'm, ta I'm talking about this guy in, in written form, but uh, I can only pat him on the butt so many times <laughs> right. in my writing, right? Um, but, uh, you know, let's keep, let's keep going. Um, let's talk about uh, genres, different genres. Now, should I stick to one genre in my writing or should I branch out and, and maybe experiment? into to other other genres yeah it just depends on one's interest level you know there's not a cookie cutter answer there's not a one-size-fits-all kind of situation here it just depends on what the person wants to do you know um you know somebody that's more interested in english literature maybe they want to write on poetry or more like my wife is more of a fiction writer versus a non-fiction writer so it just it really just depends on what the person wants to write, what they're interested in and what they want to do. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's really the best answer I, I would have on that one. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now let's say I, I, I do write, let's say I, uh, <clears throat> let's say I've got a blog, things like that. Um, I, I, I write a lot, I post a lot, but I'm not, it, I'm not getting any foot traffic, right? People aren't, aren't, aren't aren't coming through. They're not reading it. Uh, what do I do? How do I get people interested in the things that I'm writing? Yeah. Yeah. I, I almost want to like rewrite that question, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> because there's the underlying assumption in the question, right? That, that my, not that you're meaning this, but other people take, take this to mean this way. And I've, I've seen this over time that your metrics, that your, the, the quality of your writing somehow equates to your, mm. um, to your metrics, mm. your numbers, how many people you write. So then you right. think, well, how good of a writer am I? Be, oh, well, only two people are reading my writing, so I'm not writing well. 
Mm. Well, that's, that's not necessarily true. Um, so I always want to just start over with that, you know, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying like your question is bad. It's a good question. It's a, an important question. Um, I just want to reorient it and say that faithfulness matters more than the metrics. Come on. Oh, Come wow. on. man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I just want to say, keep writing, keep being faithful to the word. You know, God blesses what? No matter Obedience. what it is, the sermon in writing, in books, and okay. whatever, he blesses faithfulness. Mm. He blesses faithfulness. So I just want to say that at the outset. And then I can say, keep producing that good content. It, it, the same applies with podcasting. It doesn't matter how many people are listening or whatever. Are you being faithful with it? I mean, right. you know, the applications are on and on. Be faithful to help people uh, to grow in the grace of, of God. And so I do want to say a few things about the metrics thing. Um, you know, many writers, podcasters, so on and so forth, they're so concerned with their metrics and reaching more people, they miss out on the opportunity like we're like I'm trying to talk about in writing and whatever, in serving people with that good content. Mm. Let me say this. Okay, it, I also want to come back and offer an encouragement. If you produce good content, trust me when I say this, people will find it they'll find it okay it will be found period okay people are hungry for biblical truth i mean you know i so i just want to say to writers i want to say to editors i want to say to podcasters you, you should post your work on social media there's nothing wrong there's nothing unbiblical about posting your article or your podcast or whatever and letting other people know about it okay yeah yep. okay it's all about me okay fine you know what but it but if your desire is to serve other people and to spread the glory of God and to promote biblical truth, okay, let's get past that other thing. And let's get to the fact that that's not boasting. It's not anything else. There's nothing, right. no Bible verse against that. Uh, you have liberty in Christ to share about what the Lord has given you to share. If, if you're sharing from biblical truth and for the glory of God and for the spread of the gospel and for the good of all people, okay, that's just share it. You, you, you can share it on your social media. Now, some people are uncomfortable with that. So I wanna come back and encourage you. You don't have to share it. You're uncomfortable with that? You don't have to share it. Right. You know what? Keep producing biblical content. Keep being focused on Christ. Keep mm. being focused on serving people. I'm not asking you to do something that this is a, what I'm saying to be clear is this is a conscience issue, right? So it's not, if you're uncomfortable sharing your article, your podcast or whatever, on social media that that's between you and God, you know, yeah. like I, yeah. I can't tell you what to do there. That's, you know, I could say, you know, if you want more traffic, which is the question, then, you know, you need to get on there. There's other things that you can do as well. Uh, you know, uh, SEO is search engine optimization. Um, get re reading about that and um, social media marketing and those other things, if that's in of an interest to you. Um, you know, ask your, if that's something you don't want to do though, ask your friends to read it, uh, what you, what you write, what you podcast about those things and share it, mm. uh, ask them to share it. Um, that's perfectly an acceptable thing to do. I'll, I'll text my friend and be like, Hey, uh, we have this issue of theology for life out. What do you think? No, that's an important thing. You know, um, I'm going to go ahead and would you share it? Oh yeah, I will. You know, and then they, they typically do. Um, so well, I think I think too, uh, kind of going back to something you know about the about the question, and and it's a valid question. It's going, you know, I want to get, 
I, I do want to get the content out there. I want to be successful. And like, I, and there's nothing wrong with that desire, but, uh, but I think, you know, I, I was reminded of this again, the same, the same, you know, time that I got to spend, uh, uh, with those, those songwriters I was talking about. I mean, one of the things that they would get all the time is how do I get quote unquote discovered? How do I get, um, you know, fill in the blank. How, how, how do I get my stuff out there? How do I, uh, you know, how do I get booked? And, and you would get that question all the time. And the response was always, look, you have to realize something. Your responsibility is to be Dave, to you, to your point, you have to be faithful, faithful to the Lord, faithful to his word, faithful to, to operating in a way that glorifies him first and foremost. And, and that, then realize this question, realize this, this statement, the Holy Spirit is the best booking agent, is the best, uh, the, the, the best spreader of content uh, that, that, that you could ever have. And so trust in the Lord that the Lord will put you where you need to be, and he will put your content in, in the hands, in the ears, whatever, in front of the eyes of whoever it needs to be in front of in his timetable. And so, uh, and, and, and you think back to look, look at King David, look at where David was. Uh, he was tending to the sheep in a sheep pen, um, and 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 he was being faithful. That's 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 one of the reasons the Lord chose him. He was faithful in that. Uh, and and look what the, the Lord found him in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of nowhere, and used him in great and mighty ways. And so your responsibility is to be faithful, glorify God, and let the Lord let the Lord do with it where you know what, what He will. That, that's such a good point because a lot of writers, they get discouraged, right? So they sure, don't sure. have the metrics. They don't have the numbers of people listening that, that they want. And so they think, well, I'm not being as effective or whatever, or I need to rethink all this thing. And it's like, like I said, just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Just keep being faithful. You know, in my worst days, I, I I go to the metrics, you know, to the numbers. I'm like, you know, am I doing is I'm doing everything that we need to do, and I run through things. But you know, for people that have very analytical minds and those types of things, it's easy just to beat ourselves up, right? Right, right. And it's easy to get discouraged. Just do something, you know. Sure. Just on the what I said. That's why I said what I did about writing one sentence, one paragraph you know, then you're at multiple paragraphs and so on and so forth. Just keep, you know, I used to tell myself, I I played varsity. You talked about, you talked about baseball. Yeah. I I played uh, varsity golf and I would tell myself starting out on a a tournament and I, and I was really good, but, but I, I was after the first tee shot, I was say, just walk down the hill, walk down the hill, get a good, nice pace. And I've, I've always applied that even to writing, speaking, podcasting, whatever. Just get off to a good start. Mm-hmm. Just get the ball rolling. Just keep going. Um, and I think if we would just take that kind of it, – it's really – I remember what my golf coach said, keep it simple, stupid, you know, yeah. in the golf yeah. swing. Yeah. Totally overthink the golf swing. Um, and you know, I had a good golf swing. The, the same is true. Don't over – you put it out there. Don't overthink it. You know, I was just interviewing, Mm. I interviewed somebody the other day and they were very uncomfortable. They were anxious about the interview. And I was telling them, actually, you did a fantastic job. You really did. You know, you know, you were very natural. Your answers were very helpful, but, but they couldn't, they, they had a heart. They were, they were really, you know, overthinking it. 
and, and I'm the same way. So I, I really understand that. Yeah. But yeah, me too. just realize, yeah, just realize like, don't be discouraged. So discouraged. Like, you know, that that's where, that's where Satan can come in and he can use that. And, and then you're overthinking it. And then, you know, you're just causing all sorts of other issues sure, um, sure. and discouragement and then beating yourself up and, just recognizing your love, your value, you're accepted by Christ. And mm. you know what, you're going to do your best and, and then for the glory of God and just, just do that and realize that to the point that I was going to make is, is that all of everything that you do is a privilege. You know, it's a privilege to be adopted by God through Christ. It's a privilege to get to serve him. It's a privilege to get to pray. Everything to your point, Chris, is a privilege. And so the more that we realize that, the more that we're not going to worry so much about the metrics and just focus on being faithful and serving people. Uh, John MacArthur said, you know, if you focus on, I think it's on the breadth, then God will take care of the depth. And I just love that because what it's saying is just be faithful and God's going to take care of the rest. You know, wherever he places you, whatever he has you do, whatever that looks like, if you're just faithful to him, faithful to the word, you know, he'll take care of the rest. You know, yeah. he's good at that. So. That's right. Amen. 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 <clears throat> okay. Final question. Yeah. How do I get my writing published? Yeah. Well, there's, there's three different things I could say to this question, right? Um, there's articles. Um, so there's places like Servants of Grace where we take article submissions. Um, and we, as I've said very clearly that we work with writers to, come alongside them and work with them. Um, if we're talking about a magazine, that's a bit different because you want magazines typically want you to be more established um, and a polished writer. Um, and, and there's even a step up. If you're publishing a book, um, you want to be at the point or, or even I have people ask me, well, how do I know that I'm ready to be an editor, right? Um, you need to be having very few edits uh, at, a, at a very big, at a, at a large publication. Um, to even be thinking about being an editor um, or even, you know, maybe even writing professionally, like you shouldn't be having that many edits um, by and large, like you should be able to edit yourself. Um, and, I, and I would just say that that's a good thought just to put it out there. Not that it's an, I'm not making that an absolute rule um, when you, before you publish with a publisher, because you're going to get everything. The, the book is, the book is a big thing, right? Everybody wants to work towards, every writer wants to get published. They want to get their thoughts out there. But what they have to understand is that's a process. You know, you have to start somewhere and getting published is like, you know, the, the, you know, the end goal, right? Um, and, and just recognizing that, it, that it's a good to have a goal that you're working towards, yeah. but you don't have to get to the end, that end goal. You need to work towards getting to that end goal. You know, like, you, you talked about baseball or we could talk about golf, you know, um, you know, you don't start out in golf. I wasn't very good when I started out when I was 12, you know, I, I, I couldn't hit the golf ball that far, you know, now I can hit it over 300 yards. But of course I've also played for 20 something years, 25 years now, you know, so I know more about the golf swing. I know more about the mechanics of it. I can explain the mechanics. I can teach other people about those mechanics. Um, I can teach them how to swing uh, why they swing the way they do, help them to fix their swing, any issue in their swing or their putting or chipping, pitching. Same with writing, you know, the longer you do it, the more you understand the mechanics, mm -hmm. the structure of it, how things are to be worded. 
and and like this is where reading really comes in too is like yeah. reading good books and from good writers really helps you to to keep growing and obviously being first and foremost in the book the, the bible um the word of god first and foremost you know visit as spurgeon said many good books but you know visit the bible first and foremost so you know it's just you know if you want to get published great come you know, send me an email. I'm not hiding. It's davidservantsofgrace.org. Um, you know, you can click servantsofgrace.org and, and write for us. There's many other places I could, I could talk about, um, as well that, that are, that are, that work with writers, mm -hmm. um, and want you want, want pieces, you know? Um, so. Yeah. The, <laughs> what's really fun when, when you were talking about, uh, you know, you being able to teach, uh, golf swings and look at the mechanics and see what's, what's going on. Uh, it, it brought back a memory to my mind a couple of years ago. Um, I was helping out with a high school team and there, I, I played with their, with their head coach. And so we were, he said, man, I want you to look at this guy's swing. And I said, all right. So I go in there and I'm looking at this kid's swing. And from the first cut, I called him over and I said, I bet you hit a lot of pop-ups, don't you? <laughs> and he put his head down and, and his coach just died laughing. He said, yes, he does. I said, uh, I knew that just from one swing, but, uh, but, uh, guys, if you, uh, uh, if you, if you are wanting to write, um, and you're wanting help in your writing, I would encourage you to reach out to Dave. Um, I mean, he's, he helps me with my writing. Um, I, I I'll send him stuff, send him ideas and he'll say, man, that's great. What's the point <laughs> uh, uh, that you're trying to make here? Or he'll say, you know, I think that's great. You know, what about this or this direction or, or things like that? So um, we all need coaching in some way, um, right. especially those of us who aren't uh, good in certain areas, right? I can, I can get up and I can, I can give a lecture. Uh, I can preach, um, but to sit down and, and write, uh, is something that's not my strong suit. I really have to work at it. Um, and that's where, you know, having friends like Dave, um, you know, is very beneficial, uh, not just, uh, for my writing, but because you build relationships and then, you know, throughout the week, you know, I'm getting messages from Dave just asking me how I'm doing, uh, you know, and so, you build relationships and friendships that way as the body of Christ. Um, right. So, and it's very helpful and it's what people need. Uh, it's definitely what people need. So I want to encourage you if, if you're looking to become a writer, uh, reach out to Dave. Uh, he will help you and he will, he will come up under and help carry you along um, and into whatever your goals may be. It may just be to write little, little things. Uh, it may be working towards a book. Um, reach out to him, talk to him, tell him what your goals are. Uh, I, and, and I promise you he'll do what he can on his end to help you become a better writer to achieve your goal. Um, so with that, I want to say, Dave, thanks for joining us. Uh, it was great to Thank have you, you brother. Back. It's an honor to come on your show. Thank you, brothers. Yeah, Appreciate man. It's, it's fun. It's, it's awesome. Um, so with that, we hope that you are encouraged to pick up the pen and paper, or I guess, you know, turn on your computer now, since most people do stuff with computer. I say, Hey, I say, get a good fountain pen and get a piece there of paper. There you go. There you, know, you go. <laughs> nothing beats the scratching of pen on paper. Uh, but we hope that, uh, this has encouraged you, uh, to get to writing, you know, put those thoughts down on paper. Um, 
take take the gospel to the world. Um, we want we just want to to encourage you guys with that. But until next time, we're gonna get out of here. Oh wait, before we do that, Dave, where can people find you? How can people get a hold of you and uh, socials and all that stuff? Oh sure, uh, it's really simple at Dave J Jenkins on Twitter. Uh, same thing on uh, on Instagram, Dave J Jenkins S O G. I think it is on uh, on Facebook. So yeah, serviceofgrace.org. Nice. And you do a podcast too, right? You do a couple podcasts. Yeah, I do a couple of them. Yeah. Servants of Grace, Warriors of Grace is our men's one. Equipping You Grace is where I interview people. And uh, Servants of Grace is where I answer people's questions and we do uh, book studies. So through mm. the Bible. Yep. That's awesome. right. And I, I'm just saying, if you, if you want to get some... Uh, uh, listen to some interviews from some, some pretty heavy hitters, uh, I would say in the Christian faith. I mean, check out Dave's podcast, uh, because I'm, I'm telling you, he'll message me during the week and be like, Hey man, I just interviewed such and such. And I'm like, how in the world did you do that? (laughs) Like like, what in the world? Uh, that's awesome. I'm kind of jealous. Uh, but yeah, seriously, go check him out. Reach out to him. If you want to be a writer, we're thankful, uh, to have a relationship with him. Uh, I'm thankful to have a a personal relationship with him. Um, he reaches out to me, knows my struggles during the week, make sure that I'm okay. Uh, and make sure that, uh, that I'm seeking after the Lord and not letting the, the stresses of FedEx just weigh me down. Uh, so you're an encouragement to me too, brother. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, man. No problem. Thankful. Thankful for you. Thankful for your ministry. Thankful uh, for all that you do. Um, But with that, we're getting out of here. We will see you guys on the next one.